Before we get started today, I'd like to make an episode disclosure. This episode deals with emotional distress caused by a parental relationship, specifically a father and daughter. If this is something that may be triggering to you, please come back for a future episode. Thank you. Have you ever found yourself wondering if your parents even love you? Like the words are said just because it's an expectation? But you do not feel their love and their actions, if there are any actions at all. Are you someone who struggles with holidays, like Mother's Day or Father's Day, which just so happens to be the day I am releasing this episode? How do we attempt to appreciate someone and love someone who we do not feel loved by? Why do we continue to say the words if we do not feel the true meaning? Family dynamics are extremely hard to discuss and even harder to feel at times. For this episode, I'm going to introduce you to one of the three, what some might say are father figures in my life. I will start today with my biological father, and in the next two episodes, introduce the remaining two. If any of this episode resonates with you, I invite any of you to share your stories via email, by text, or an audio recording to the email provided in the show notes. Thank you for joining me on this self-healing journey. My name is Christina Marie, and this is You Can't Choose Your Childhood. For those of you who have been listening since the release of the show, thank you for your patience as I dealt with some personal and family things over the past month. I am so thrilled to be back and continue sharing my story. Now, let's get to why we are all really here. Let's continue. I wanted to start today's episode by talking about my dad and I's story. This will be one of multiple episodes discussing the male figures I had in my life throughout my childhood. If you have been listening since the beginning, you may remember that I found out recently my dad did not want my mom to go through with the pregnancy that ultimately led to my birth. When she told me this, I was surprised, hurt, even angry, probably mostly angry. But then I started to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. I started to feel empathy for my father. I'm sure there will be plenty of opinions on this, so let me expand by sharing with you the story of how my relationship, or lack thereof with my father, has evolved over the years. First, let's start off with the topic of custody. My dad is not on my birth certificate, and from what I know, that was willingly. My mother raised me as a single mother with a significant amount of support from my Grammy and my papa, and my dad would take me for some weekends. If I remember correctly, it was an every other weekend arrangement, but I do know it was not without many arguments. I just asked my aunt uh, for clarification, 
and she doesn't remember them ever going to friend of court. And it's, it really sucks for me to say this, but my mom is on a several day bender right now. So asking her for clarity or the answer to any questions that I have regarding this episode is not going to happen. Kind of out of the question. I remember very few specifics about my younger years of life, but I do remember that most of the time I didn't like visiting my dad. I often would cry and say I didn't want to go because he'd refused to take me to my dance classes when I was with him. He also had a wife during a few of those years that had a son, and I always felt like my dad loved him more than me and I was someone he was just obligated to see. The times I do remember that I enjoyed were always when we were visiting his side of the family. One of my favorite things to do with my dad was go up north to see his uncle, my great uncle, and their family in northern Michigan. He had three older daughters who I still am in touch with today, and I really look up to them. They have an incredible, beautiful, full, loving family. They all have kids that are growing up to be incredible members of society, and they really know how to show what a true loving and supportive partnership is from the parent side of things, but also through the hard times and supporting their kids through things that maybe they didn't experience as adults. So I just want to highlight that because I love them all so much. So if you are listening, know that I love you. I also enjoyed going to both sets of my grandparents on his side of the family. Both had beautiful houses. They were very successful in their uh, line of businesses. And they had nice things that I only dreamed of having one day. It was like an escape from my reality. At one of their houses, they had a piano that would play all by itself. And I used to think it was magical. I would put on music and dance up and down their spiral staircase, oftentimes pretending to be Shirley Temple when she taps on the stairs with the incredible Bill Robinson in the scene from The Little Colonel. I would walk through my grandparents' walk-in closet, pretend it was mine, just trying to figure out what I would wear that day. I have a lot of fond memories in that house. As I started getting older, the distance only grew. When I would see my dad, he would always ask me about my mom. I would tell him the truth about her drinking and partying, and he would get frustrated and roll his eyes. But aside from the passive comments, there was nothing. It only solidified the feelings I had about not being important to him, regardless of if that was the truth or not. I did not feel loved by him for leaving me in that toxic situation. What is odd, though, is when I was 13, there was a custody situation, and this will have to be a whole other episode, um, but it involved myself, my mom, and something that my mom had done, and yet I had chose my mom. My mom wouldn't make me stop dancing. My mom wouldn't force me to go to church. My mom was the only consistent thing in my life, no matter what the rest of the situation was. I was so fearful of being anywhere else, despite what my mom was putting me and my sisters through, because she was my only constant in all of the chaos. I remember one day when I was a preteen where I thought things might change. One day where I had hope that my dad and I would have a better relationship. This one day, my dad showed up unexpectedly to my dance competition. 
I always knew he hated that I danced. I don't really know why. Was it because my mom used to dance when they dated, before I was born? Was it the makeup and the hair and the costumes that he thought were inappropriate for kids? Which is also another topic that we will talk about in a future episode. Maybe it was all of it, maybe it was none of it. But whatever the reason was, I remember seeing him and thinking maybe he did care. Maybe he was going to give this a chance. Maybe he would see how happy that dance makes me, and maybe he would save me from it all somehow. Oh, how wrong I was. Silly little girl. I went through high school with little interaction with my dad, unless it was a holiday where the family wanted to see me. I struggled with the loss of my dance teacher of 10 years, who was like a mother to me, and ended up switching dance studios. I struggled with my sexuality. I struggled with being introduced to alcohol and drugs at such a young age. And when I say young age, 12, 13, and not just your occasional Mike's Hard Lemonade. I struggled with body image and self-respect. And the list goes on. All of this without a dad and without a mom, thanks to drugs, alcohol, and men. When I graduated from high school, my dad made one attempt at having a somewhat consistent relationship with me. He, air quotes, gifted a 1992 Ford Tempo to me for my first car, or so I thought. Come to find out, he made my papa pay him $900 for it, so thanks for the gift. Then he offered for me to move in with him while I was going to college instead of living on campus. He said it was to help me save money. He proceeded to show me around the house and where I would potentially live, which if I remember correctly, it was in like the attic living space. So it was like a full living space, but like the one room on the top of a bungalow kind of situation. And then he asked me how much I thought was fair for rent. Excuse me? Did I hear you correctly? the father that was barely present when I needed him, you somehow think this is the way to start a relationship with me, is to ask for me to pay rent? I'm 17. I'm going to college. I'm already terrified. I don't think that's the way to start a great relationship. Honestly, I was so shocked. I just froze. I couldn't tell my father what I actually thought in that moment. We didn't even have a relationship. We didn't know how to communicate. And quite frankly, I was afraid of my dad. I still am afraid of my dad. And all of that is still true to this day. We do not know how to communicate. And we know almost nothing about each other. To this day, we see each other only at family events, where we both decide to attend, the last being my grandpa's funeral. We send a text message on holidays, when we remember, and that's pretty much it. I could tell my dad's parents always wanted me to have a closer relationship with my dad. In hindsight, I wonder if that was the driving force of his continuous attempts at being present. That his parents and the rest of the family wanted the first grandchild of my generation to be a part of their lives I was the oldest by over 10 years, so I was the only one for quite some time. It was truly the only time I felt wanted when I was visiting my dad. 
There are moments I've had with my dad and characteristics about my father as an adult that have me conflicted. He is a man of faith, although I've seen him struggle with it at times. This has led him to not, air quotes again, agreeing with my lifestyle, but still loving me. I can appreciate him saying he still loves me and also respect his commitment to his faith, but I do not know what love is in his eyes because it doesn't feel like love. Is it If it's just because I'm half your genetics, is that what love is to him? Many people say we are similar, uh, that know us both. I definitely look a lot like him. We both would rather suffer in silence than share our feelings. Although I will say therapy and better relationships have helped me with this. We both are very intelligent and are able to pick things up with little practice or effort, which if I did inherit that from you, I'm very thankful. And I have been told that there are other similarities too. And then there are his individual accomplishments, like the fact that he got sober around my third birthday and he protected his sobriety and recovery by not being with my mom, that he went to school to be a pilot and follow his dreams and successfully graduated. I am conflicted in the fact that I am so proud of him and in a weird way, I'm thankful he is my dad and I look up to him. So let's go back to when I said I had empathy for my father. I have empathy for my father for having a child with my mother that he didn't want. That's a forever relationship with someone that you didn't want to be with, but now you don't really have a choice but to interact with them. I understand he chose to have sex, which resulted in me being born, but they were young, and I can try and put myself in his shoes and see how hard that could have been. Not wanting to be a father, but having your entire family excited that the first grandchild is on its way or is born. Having to show up for a child that you feel you are too young to have, and you have so much life to live, and so many things you want to accomplish. I have empathy for my father because his organized religion that has helped him stay sober says that his daughter is going to hell because she's gay. I have empathy for my father for trying to fulfill his dreams of being a pilot only to have a national terrorist attack on 9-11 change his whole future and career. I have empathy for my dad for being in a relationship with someone who lied to him and ultimately ended their life, leaving him with three kids to be a single parent. I have empathy for my dad because I know how it feels to not know how to deal with your emotions, but knowing you have to figure it out. And so you just keep pushing through each day, each task, not knowing if what you are doing is right, but hoping it somehow is. And in his case, praying. I have empathy for my dad that he has made it through everything he has without ever dealing with his own trauma and emotions because right now, I'm in the depths of it and it is so fucking hard. Thank you for coming back and listening. I hope you join me in the next few weeks as we continue my journey with the quote-unquote father figures in my life. The trauma continues as the next two people were not passive but active participants. They were present and oh so incredibly toxic and still are. 
While waiting for the next episode, if you have any follow-up questions, suggestions, or anything else on your mind, please send me an email or direct message me on Instagram. The contact information, as always, is provided in the show notes. I hope you have a great week and take care.